Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, I don't know about you, but God is very merciful unto me. You know, today was a very frigid day in, um, in, in Minnesota, I should say. And it was a blessing. And I am so blessed that God can provide us with warm shelter. And he shows us mercy and tenderness. And with this in mind, you know, the peace that God gives us surpasses all understanding. As a matter of fact, we don't really understand the vastness the peace that God truly gives us. We don't really understand. We can't really comprehend it because it's so vast. And it is, I would have to say that the peace that God gives us is not complicated. It's not challenging. But for us, it is so challenging. I know for Jesus, it wasn't. For me, it is very challenging to understand that God actually is peaceful. Now, that might be easier said than done. God shows us peace and mercy when we don't deserve it. And you can find that same peace that we all long for. For instance, um, today, I was just looking out the window. You know, one of those, if you ever watch a movie and you see somebody standing up and they look out their kitchen window or they look out their living room and window or even their hotel room if they're in a high-rise building, and they look out and they see about what's going on. They see the interactions. They see life. For instance, I look out, I looked out today, and everything was so peaceful. You got to see the trees waving a little bit, and I said, said to myself, how awesome is that? You know, that God gives us so much beauty in the air, and that when we really look at it, our bodies become so peace. Our bodies become peaceful. Our bodies become more of elegancy, and our bodies become more of humbleness and with this in mind uh we're gonna kind of emphasize today the peace that god gives us in finding peace journey that we started yesterday with this in mind we're going to start off with a word of prayer dear Heavenly father we thank you lord for bringing us together we thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you lord we're so blessed to be called your children lord we are so blessed that we can just have <clears throat> and an opportunity to worship you, Lord, to have an opportunity to glorify your name and to have your opportunity to stop and look at the beauty that you've blessed us with. So may you guide us and protect us as we go out through your day so that when, when the winds come and the rains come, we won't be wavered. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. So in verse 1 of John 14, that's what we're all looking today. In verse 1, all the chapter uh, John 14. Verse 1 states, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have what I have told you that I am going to there to prepare a place for you. <clears throat> so God prepares, 
in John 14, in the beginning of verses 1 and 2, it talks about how do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't let the troubles of the world get to your heart. And that God has a place for you, for me, for everyone that calls upon him. And for everyone that is in the book of life. And he has a place for you. And if he doesn't, then Jesus would have not said that. Verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am, which is heaven. That's amen to that. <clears throat> you know the way to the place where I am going. And he's stating that to his disciples. Verse 5. Thomas said to him, I like God, I love Thomas. Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I'm going, <clears throat> I am the way the tr and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know. My Father as well. If you really know me, my father as well. You will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And that is Jesus. And pretty much stating that Jesus prophesied, stating that he is God in human formation. Verse 8. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and that we will be enough and that will be enough for us. And Jesus replied, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me. Who is doing his work? <clears throat> Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Amen. And amen. Verse 14. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. I just want to stop there. If we truly love the Lord Jesus Christ with all our hearts, with all our minds, with all our souls, then we would truly obey his commands and keep our commands, keep his commands in our hearts. But we overlook that at times. We, we struggle with that indeed. And there are easy, excuse me, we struggle with that each and every day. And I just find it fascinating that God still never gives up on him when we uh, falter, when we stumble, or when we cry. Verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you, 
and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The word cannot accept me because it neither sees me nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be. And that is the Holy Spirit that is in with us. And it, it, it instructs us what to do. It instructs us how to live accordingly. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Verse 22 Judas, not the Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not, the wor- and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Verse 25, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I'm going to reread 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Boy, I definitely can tell you, I absolutely love what Jesus meant. The world will give you a temporary peace. The world will give you temporary temporary satisfaction, gratification. It will give you temporary. The world will tend temporarily also say everything's okay. You don't have to worry. While things are on the other side are burning down. For instance, I <clears throat> this famous phrase a couple of years ago, I this kind of correlates it. Somebody stated that uh, it was on the news report where there was a building that was being burned. And the news reporter off of CNN stated that, well, everything is peaceful from the most part. While the background camera was literally, the back of the camera or the back behind him was a burning, I think it was a burning Arby's. That's not peaceful by any means. That's just, (laughs) that's just not peaceful. Now, if people say that's peaceful, that's some trouble, that's our troubled deception that we have. And we have to work with in our hearts. Amen. And amen. Verse 28. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. I have told you before it happens. 
so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you. For the prince of this world is coming, which is known as the Antichrist. I will not say much more to you. Oh, verse 30 again. For the prince of the world is coming to you. He has no hold over me. But he who comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. And that's how he ends. Now, here's a question that I have. Or not the question, but what did you get from that? And how did this relate to peace, the, the peace that God gives us, gives you, gives the world? Well, if you're a student of the Bible, I'm sure you've noticed that God's perspective is often given in a form of comparison and contrast. For example, he often constructed the rich and the poor, the wise and the foolish, darkness and light. And with respect to our topic, the peace that comes from God as opposed to the peace found in this world. Jesus said, My peace I give to you, not as of the world gives. Verse We read that over today, I think not once, but three different times, because it is essential that we find that in our hearts. I cannot it, like emphasize the importance of John 14, 27. Because even at times I have stumbled, at times I have looked unto the world for peace. At times I have done things to get peace on earth, but I've never had success. And we will always fail, and the world will always fail providing peace for you. Amen and amen. And it's interesting because clearly the master was stating that the peace he gave his followers was different from the peace they could find in the world. When Jesus referred to the world, he was speaking of the society and culture in which we humans live. For interesting, have you ever been on a troubled sea? For if you ever gone on a cruise, if you ever gone on a riverboat, or if you ever just gone on a lake and the waves started trembling and the, or the the boat started to titter or kind of wave back and forth and started to get a little bit turbulent. Because I've experienced storms at sea on several occasions. And frankly, I've no desire to repeat the experience. Because on the surface, the winds can sweep across the sea at 40 to 60 to even 100 miles an hour. With blowing rain, lightning, thunder, and an overpowering darkness. Waves can rise to 20, 30, or even 50 feet high and that some there's been reports even higher waves than that a ship in such a storm can be tossed about like a toy boy or a a toy boat i absolutely love on youtube i just have to i watch these videos talking about how the vastness of the sea is and how so many people think that the sea is really not to mess with and that we can mess with the sea all we all we can and all we want But it's interesting because the sea and the waves have something different for them. But doesn't it also show when you watch those, that those waves are not man-made? Those waves were created by God 
in order for them to maybe come to Christ, in order for them to be at an aha moment because they're frantic for their life because they don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know about you. But, <clears throat> and a, um, an ocean-going craft to be lost in such storms. It is easy for an ocean-ongoing craft or a ship to be lost at sea in such storms. But underneath the surface, just 100 feet down, there is no storm. Underneath the waves. You know, I find it, I find it to be interesting how some of the science videos I watch, again, you see the waves turbulent. You see the, the top of the surface just being fluctuated and being like all over the place. Or even when you see a tsunami, you see that top about, about 30 feet below or 30 feet of uh, depth of ocean all being affected immediately. But then even if you dive a little bit deeper, normally they show like quite a bit of a, about 500 feet deep radius. You see that towards the bottom, the fish are still doing their thing as there's nothing going on. And the fish are going on and about, probably getting their food or going back home from fish work or from collecting food. They're probably going back. And it's interesting <clears throat> because... About 500 feet down, there's no waves. There's nothing. And people don't realize there's nothing going on. Now, of course, there's currents and stuff. And it is perfectly quiet at 500 feet deep. Not even a sound, no sound, pure silence and pure darkness. This is remarkable fact makes this remarkable fact that I know that makes me think of God's peace. It gives me an inking or an inkling of what our Lord must have been talking about when he promised his disciples his peace. He told them because they were his followers. They, they'd have trouble in this world. In fact, he claimed that some of them would be persecuted because they were, dis because they were his disciples. But in spite of this, he promised he'd never leave those who followed him. And his constant persistence presence would be the means whereby they could experience his true and lasting peace. When fears and anxieties and troubles arise in your life, look for the following signs, God's peace as it is. Now, of course, this author comes up with four different uh, bullet points, and I would agree with them, actually. Transcendent circumstances, that's number one. Often peace is more readily seen and felt in the midst of trial and trouble. But regardless of what you're experiencing, know this, God is your peace. Put faith in him. Number two, surpass understanding. The peace of God is not something we can always figure out, but it's operative and available to us, far beyond our ability to understand. The third point, extends to us his followers. God's peace is extended to every person who accepts Jesus as their Lord, as their Savior, Lord and Savior, that whom turns against their sin and pursues a life in obedience and guidance of God's word and the Holy Spirit. And the last point that I absolutely love and I agree 100% 
is abiding state of being. It is difficult circumstances of life. The Holy Spirit is present to help. Peace, deep, genuine, God-given peace can be the norm which you live day to day. Amen. And amen. And with this in mind, it's a great time to uh, end this podcast, what, end this episode. And I also have some exciting news uh, after we end the study with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. Lord, I pray that you can just provide true peace over our hearts. I pray that we can have a heart of forgiveness, Lord. I pray that no matter what happens, Lord, I pray that you can protect us, that you can guide us, that you can show your mercy and your tender heart. Lord, we sometimes overlook on the things that you've done for our lives. We sometimes overlook on finding peace in a world that is meant to fail us and has failed us not once but countless times. But we still go to peace, try to find peace. And Lord, there are times when I have not found that peace. So I pray that you can protect me, Lord. I pray that I, I go to you during times of anxieties, fears for peace, because you truly provide all peace to anyone that's nervous. Lord, I also pray that you um, provide anyone that's also dealing with anxieties and fears. I pray that you can provide them peace and comfort and knowing that they are loved and they are cherished. May you, Lord, provide, may you, Lord, guide us and protect us as we continue the path that you have set before us so that when we cross the finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, I want to say, guys, I hope you, I'm so excited because tomorrow we are re-kicking the sauce report. And yes, I've done here and there, I think, two episodes of the sauce report. Actually, just one. But tomorrow is going to be just kicking it off as usual. Like I stated on February 3rd on some promo ads. But I'm also excited because God still shows his mercy to me even when I don't deserve it. May the Lord bless you and keep you as you have made it to Friday. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.